1: Now the round ball season rolled on this past weekend as the Wellington Phoenix, both the men's and women's side, hosted the Newcastle Jets and the Melbourne Victory respectively. On commentary for the men's game was Jacob Spoonley and he joins us now, uh, one of uh, my fast favourite commentators in all the sport in this country. Uh, Thanks for doing us Jacob. Now the men have been underway uh, in a a huge way, stellar start this season. They did fall short though against the Jets and a bit of a comeback down to earth. Was this a speed bump or, or something more concerning in your view?
0: Hey, Sam. Look, I'm not sure if I qualify as commentator. I like to think of myself as more of a Jason Pine minder in the commentary box. So we're working through that one, mate. Um, In terms of the game itself, it was an interesting one. Um, Last season, the Phoenix came up against uh, bottom five sides and in 11 occasions and of the 33 points they were only able to pick up 15 and a lot of those games were at home so that kind of set the scene for what we were hoping would be a correction as we've seen corrections already occur so far this season based on what we saw last year so there were questions around whether the phoenix could score without the that box was tipped whether they could resurrect and hold leads that box was tipped And then there was also the question around whether they could keep clean sheets. And in the last two weeks, they have won games 1-0. So we were all teed up for this confirmation, this confirmatory moment in Wellington against a Newcastle side that has been struggling. And what we got was a comprehensive away performance. It was a raid of the capital. Newcastle Jets had four shots on target and they scored three goals, and they played beautifully through the likes of Reno Piscopo, Apostolos Stematopoulos, and Clayton Taylor, who really is announcing himself on the A-League scene. So I don't think it was that the Phoenix uh, were poor, that the wheels were coming off. That wasn't an indication of, of what I think we can expect for the season. I think it was that they were surprised at how well Rob Statton's men showed up and nullified them in wellington
1: there was a uh, performance that like you say you gotta give credit to the opposition but we've seen this phoenix side as it just rattled through there's been a variety of ways that they've performed they're not a uh, got one one trick to their uh, to their rollout they can really produce results and performances can vary did they get it wrong on this occasion or they just weren't given the opportunity
0: i think they weren't given the opportunity sam um newcastle went ahead after four minutes and when you're playing away from home and you're playing in the style that newcastle were playing that sort of crashing through the front door early on really sets you up quite nicely not only do you get that injection of confidence but it means that the game is now going to be played in a way that suits you and what it did is it amplified the plan that the jets showed up with Coming back to your point around the Phoenix's strengths, what we've seen so far this season is a Wellington Phoenix side that is confident with the ball at the back, they will shift the ball side to side, they will actually draw teams deeper and deeper, Um, and the point then is to spring forward and to utilise the spaces in between the pressing midfield line and the defence. We saw that against Western United. We saw that against Melbourne Victory, where actually did really well over in Victoria. And we have also seen that against the Brisbane Raw at home recently. What Newcastle did is they said, we're not gonna engage you that high up the field. We're going to press initially, but then if you get the ball out and you're comfortable with it, we're simply gonna drop off, deny you the space, crowd Oscar Zavada and ensure that you don't have the options to play in between the lines. And that frustrated the Phoenix. I think what, in terms of answers that Italian is going to look for, is he'll want them to now play with more authority and dictate the tempo of the match, which in the weekend, I think Newcastle did.
1: Well, Joke, when you look at, obviously, oh, I appreciate your, your glass-half-full aspect to, to the result in the weekend, and I guess now is the big test, going away to... Uh, we be one of the top of the table teams, mate. In seven days' time, will, will Vet tell us even more again that uh, that was just a blip and it was more about the Jets than uh, the Phoenix?
0: Yeah, I think it's a, it's an interesting one, Beef. Um, and appreciate the glass half full aspect to say you want to kick off the week on a Monday, right? Um, exactly. <laughs> I actually, th- <laughs> I actually think it speaks this dynamic, mate. And it's that the Phoenix are kind of in that middle class of A League teams at the moment, and they really suit the underdog status. I think the game against MacArthur is going to have an incredibly different dynamic. MacArthur have skilled players. They've got creative threats. They've got facilitators. And two of those are ex-Phoenix players in Uli De Villa and Clayton Lewis. They're going to want to play on the front foot, front foot and dictate terms and, and try and move the Phoenix around. I think that's going to suit the Phoenix down to the ground. They're going to go to west of Sydney and they're going to set up with a defensive structure, rely on Finn Sermon and Scott Wooden to anchor the defense, and then they're going to look to spring forward in the attack, and that's going to amplify um, their strengths. So I think they've got to get used to, like we saw on the weekend, being the team that's expecting to get a result. They've got to almost step into that authoritative state where they dictate terms and they really control the opposition where they were controlled in the weekend so i appreciate what you're saying mate but i think it's a very different game that we're coming up next monday coming up against next monday and it'll suit the phoenix a lot more
1: when it comes to the uh, phoenix women, a uh, too old true it was uh for them on a, a pretty windy day in employer if we're being fair uh there's yeah, sam the i'll jump in mate
0: else. it was it was nowhere near as bad as it saturday, saturday night we had to keep that sky <laughs> turn upright, and it took both me and Goran at some stages, mate. It was uh, it was us talking about the game,
1: the Phoenix against the Jets, and then it was us
0: versus the conditions as well, mate. Yeah. It was fair windy. I,
1: I know Goran can prop up a bar, so I'm sure he did a fair enough job in uh, proping yeah. up the uh, the set as well. So uh, that's that, that part. He's had plenty of practice uh, in that in that regard. Uh, but how how are we feeling about the uh, the women's Phoenix? So far this season, they've had some uh, some up and down results, but certainly a lot more hot than cold.
0: Yeah, um, I think it's been a, a slightly more eclectic mix of results uh, for the women's team. But we're still seeing wholesale change um, for both sides of the club. Um, obviously, the men's best ever start to a season before the weekend, but the women are putting together a decent portfolio of results. And I think none more so impressive than the way in which they went behind and then came back against Melbourne Victory, and what I think we're seeing is a lot more control from the women's team. When they were good last season, they were good, and they put away teams, um, but it was quite sparingly. This season, they are very much meeting teams at eye level, and I think we're seeing the players that we were hoping to see more of last season start... Um, on the front foot much earlier on. So Emma Main getting her first goal off the back of a wonderful Kelly Brown shot off the crossbar to then hit her in for Emma Main And Kate Taylor, again off a set piece with offensive being so strong, gets up and nods it in. And Kate Taylor, I think, did really well. She was the player that they were looking to to play out from the back and give them the foundation to get into the match. She moved back from defensive midfield into a centre-back role, which is where we have seen her. And I think, by and large... Um, she managed to keep a very dangerous Melbourne Victory front line pretty quiet.
1: Has there been much flow, you think, from from the girls that uh, or you had so much exposure and did so well uh, at the uh, at the World Home World Cup, Jacob? As far as uh, the the women's Phoenix.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a really exciting time, Beaver. I mean, obviously we've heard about the Auckland franchise coming online and it'll double the opportunities for both men and women in this country at a professional level. Uh, the women will have to wait 12 months longer than the men. Um, but the other point, mate, is that we you know, we do know, we hear the whispers going around and we are aware of there being overseas interest in a number of our football firms, particularly those at the Wellington Phoenix. So there's that kind of professional Um, performance-type interest that's been cultivated. The other thing I think is fantastic is the move for the women's team from uh, Sky Stadium out to Porirua Park at Jerry Collins Stadium. And that kind of intimate atmosphere is really attractive, um, Beaver, and I think the fans are getting a different experience. So I hope to see them utilising that as a bit of a fortress for the women's team because I think you're starting to get that kind of that independent, that, that control of identity out at Porirua Park, and you're so much closer to the atmosphere, and that intimacy is key in football. Um, but the women's team, I think, as we continue to see these performances stack up, I, I, I can appreciate that there will be interest from other clubs, and long may that continue, because that's the way it's got to be. We've got to develop our players so they are in a position, where they get opportunities overseas.
1: Speaking with Jacob Spoonley, uh, and one of Jacob, we've heard Paul Temple say that uh, you know he's hope, hope to get a few more signings before uh, the deadline passes. How do you feel about that being a likelihood for this team? And are, are you hearing any whispers of players of a of a, a level that's going to get fans excited?
0: Well, I think it's an interesting point. So they've got to they've got two long term injuries, and in Grace was and Marissa Van Der Meer. And those are ACL injuries, significant knee injuries. So we're expecting uh, a nine month kind of projected turnaround, depending on the severity of the injuries. Of course, we'd love to see them pull out Kane Williamson type rehabs. So we get them back a hmm. lot sooner. Um but they do need replacing. And we've seen um one uh, player who will come to the fore and I think is already in Wellington um, from UNC and an attacking threat, attacking minded player. Um, The next question, I think, is what Paul Temple is looking for potentially to balance off the team down the other end and maybe defensive midfield, maybe another defensive option. It'll depend on how Rebecca Lake steps into the gap left by Marissa Meer. But I think there are some opportunities not only to look at potentially overseas players, but maybe give an opportunity for a Kiwi that's off-contract at the moment to return and get some football in the A-League. So I think we'll probably see a replacement down the defensive third end of the pitch, Um, but uh, it really is just a wait-and-see type situation at the moment because I think the Phoenix are in a reactive state and they'll try and understand what they need to cover those injured players.
1: Well, uh, I'm sure that they've got a plan in mind. You can't really fault uh, too much as far as results go. There has been obviously a little bit of angst around the Chloe Knot situation, but let's hope that the women's Phoenix side can get themselves back up to the standard that we know that they can do results-wise. So very exciting times indeed. Uh, appreciate your time, Jackie Spoonley, as always on the show, mate, and uh, look forward to another big couple of results coming up for the Phoenix, let's hope, in a week's time.
0: Absolutely, and I'm looking forward to the 23rd of December, as we get to say Merry Christmas to all Phoenix fans. A double um, right before Christmas, and the men taking on Western Sydney Wanderers, which will hopefully be a top of the table clash.
1: Yeah, and no, well, let's hope they overindulge at the Christmas party though before they come, so it can be 11 jolly fat men on the opposite side of the field. That would certainly, uh, certainly help. Appreciate your time, as always, Jacob.